Hello, dear ones, and welcome to my podcast, The Voice of Dharma, Cultivating Spiritual Wisdom. Wise ones have walked the earth since the dawn of time. They guided our way and taught us how to cultivate true wisdom and awaken to a reality of true freedom, love, compassion, clarity, and wholeness. This podcast is a sharing of this timeless spiritual wisdom. It's a blend of my own growing realization and awakening through many years of practice and study, and the continuation of all the wise ones, great practitioners, and great spiritual traditions that came before me and that I'm a continuation of. We are here to cultivate spiritual wisdom and to learn how to infuse every aspect of our life with it. This podcast is for everyone, regardless of age, color, creed, culture, or tradition. It's an open invitation to grow as a human being and as a soul. We will deepen our meditative capacity and spiritual intelligence, learn how to make use of this wisdom to address matters of daily life, will cultivate the most central insights pertaining to spiritual growth and attempt to empower you to live a life filled with meaning, love, and wholeness and to become a light unto yourself. In this spirit of love and true intention, let us dive right in. Hello and welcome to all my beloved listeners to yet another episode in our podcast, The Voice of Dharma. For those of you who are new here, this podcast is all about cultivation of spiritual wisdom. Um, it's an invitation, a free resource for learning what is spiritual growth, spiritual awakening, spiritual maturity, um, what are they all about? What are the foundations that make all of it possible and applicable in our life? Together, we'll develop a stronger inner knowing, deeper meditation capacity, expand our spiritual insight one step at a time. Now, before we dive in, I want you to know about my free services to the community and how you can make use of them. So I offer support in the form of 30 minutes spiritual uh, support sessions. And these sessions are aimed at providing spiritual clarity for anyone walking the spiritual path. Anyone who wishes to receive clarity about burning life topics from a perspective of spiritual wisdom and or people dealing with the difficulties of aging and old age. These sessions are... As I already mentioned, they're free and they're available um, once a month per person. So how to apply? Um, all you have to do is contact me through the contact form on my website and let me know specifically what you'd like to apply to. Um, I will then provide you with all the information and you can find the link to my website in uh, the podcast and episode descriptions. Okay, my friends, today we are going to talk about no other than the great master, the, the bestower of grace, not so, not necessarily the, an easy form of grace, but the real, 
teacher. That is called suffering. So, the wish to grow spiritually, to reach spiritual awakening and liberation, originates deep, deep from the heart. It is a wish of reality, in fact. It's a wish that comes and, and originates beyond the individual self. A wish of reality to know itself. And it starts pushing and motivating us to explore ourselves. Nevertheless, in, in most cases, on the individual level, the journey begins as a result of deep suffering. So very often that's how it'll kick in, that's how it'll start. A fundamental life crisis or even trauma, sometimes even a big trauma. Suddenly our, our um, reality is deeply ruptured, shaken to the very foundation and we cannot return to who we were before. And, and that's where our search very often for a deeper wholeness begins. It can be shocking, it can be devastating. And yet, out of that devastation, out of that rupture, that chasm, that crack, a whole new process emerges. The spiritual path. So we read books, we watch videos, we listen to teachers and hear many great promises about like a state completely free from suffering. And it sounds so appealing so we start holding on tighter and tighter to that promise of a state without suffering. And without noticing it, we fall into the trap of splitting ourselves in two. We become the seeker of the light, the seeker of freedom, of awakening, so to speak, right? And the suffering self that we try to get rid of. We were promised after all that you know, there is a state where suffering does not exist. Again, that's what we're told. So we split ourselves in two. Um, what we are often not told is that suffering doesn't truly end. Rather, our approach to it changes. And our tools to deal with it become spectacular. We become so good at dealing with the lessons of grand master suffering. So we are also not told that suffering is an incredible teacher. And that's why on purpose I was giving it all these titles, right? Suffering always gets this kind of like bad image. We have to get rid of suffering. But to get rid of anything is not realistic. It creates a duality. We are not, so, so we're not told, we're not taught that suffering is an incredible teacher. In fact, one of the greatest and most reliable teachers. I know it is, it's not an easy teacher. It's not an easy teacher. But sometimes easy is not good, right? And, and when it comes to growth, when it comes to truth, when it comes to love, when it comes to real wisdom... There are no shortcuts and suffering doesn't give us any of those. It wants us to truly grow from the foundation. Suffering keeps our hearts, our, our deepest motives, our deepest motivations in check. Without suffering, 
you know, even if, if some level of awakening takes place, and it often does, you know, people, grace has many ways of, of kind of, of showing up in one's life. So, so even if it does take place, without sufficient suffering, without our motives in check, we can be cruel. We can be very egotistical. That's, you know, that's where you hear about like teachers misusing their power, for example, right? Misusing their position that has such tremendous influence, such tremendous influence. And instead of, you know, using that broader or vaster awareness to, to be much more loving, humble, um, concerned about the, 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 um, the well-being of your students or your fellow you know, humans, you start to put yourself on a pedestal above people, you misuse your power. And I don't want to start describing where that leads. I think you guys know where that leads, right? So suffering humbles the heart and it, it purifies our motives. It forces us to check, where am I coming from? Because when we feel too good about ourselves, when we're not suffering enough, we oftentimes become more shallow. We, we, we let ourselves off the hook. We let ourselves behave in somewhat of an unchecked manner. Um, where suffering, suffering just doesn't let us do that. It corners us and, 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 and really forces us with a lot of love, um, a fierce love very often, to check ourselves to ask the, the real questions. Where am I coming from? Am I truly coming from the heart? So suffering teaches us love. If you haven't suffered, you won't know compassion. Your love won't be deep. That's simply a fact. I mean, you know, don't take my word for it. Go check it in reality. People who, who suffered a lot and, 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 and who grew, who, who really, you know, took on the lessons of suffering, right? Did not continue resisting. Because, again, if you continue resisting the suffering and see it like as your, you know, your biggest enemy, right? Your, 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 your uh, arc enemy, then, of course, it'll just, you know, you're going to go down the rabbit hole of negativity. So you're not going to use, you're not going to acknowledge suffering as the teacher that it is, so no, then compassion will not appear and then love will not appear. But if you let suffering do its work on you, you accept its teaching, then you're going to see that it makes you so deeply compassionate, so deeply loving, so deeply accepting. It makes you deeper. It makes you richer. That's, that's part of the beauty of suffering because... It, it, it humbles your heart to the level of, of, you know, it makes you human. It makes you see truly other people. It makes you understand what it means when you are broken to pieces. And, and then you understand that no matter what level of realization or awakening or whatever, you know, whatever spiritual insight you had, you, you, you still never lose you never lose connection with the broken dimension of life you realize that you are both a complete being a being that cannot be broken on some level and on another level you're completely broken as a human you are 
unbreakable on a very deep level and very and completely breakable on another. And so, you know, some part of you always remains profoundly human, profoundly sensitive to human suffering, profoundly compassionate to the processes of people. Suffering teaches us to surrender. And I think that's one of the just the most beautiful lessons. In many ways, the entire spiritual path, right? The path of Dharma is all about surrender, right? It's all about surrender. We, we don't, we don't, we never own the truth. We never, we can never take the truth, you know, like conquer the truth. This never happens. And, and if we're honest on our path and if we're, we're genuine and we progress truly and not in our imagination, at some point or another, we, we realize that there's a, a, a limit to our will. We realize that we are not the doers. It's something else is moving the show here. It's always a path of surrender, always. Now, we often don't like our experience in life and, and we often want to become better, greater, more powerful, the best version of ourselves um, and all these other you know, superlatives and you know, titles. Okay? We want to be someone. We want to voice ourselves. We want to be seen. We want to be great. We want to leave an impact. Even... Even when spiritual, even when we're spiritual, we, we, we often still want to be someone. And, and again, don't get me wrong. I'm not suggesting that one cannot be creative and, and share their gifts. Sharing our gifts and sharing our talents is very, very natural. By all means, go ahead and do that. But what I'm kind of pointing to is the need to be someone. You see, it's like it's one thing to be, you know, a spiritual teacher, a shaman, or a counselor, or a therapist, it's another thing to always want the confirmation, you know, to, to build a whole identity, like an egoic identity, walking, like boasting on the street that you're like, I'm like this great therapist, I'm this great spiritual teacher. You see, it's like, that's still like, again, right, like a hidden motive, an unchecked motive of being something. It comes from a deep lack, from, from a non-surrendered, um, approach to reality. You're trying to be more, better, other. You're trying to kind of assert yourself onto reality. But suffering teaches us to let go and be pure. Be humble. Be a nobody. Very often, and, and to, to, the, to the extent we are stubborn or, or accumulated like karmic, you know, uh, samskaras from previous lives or you know, past actions, or maybe, you know, ancestral karma as well. Depending on the level of resistance, you know, suffering sometimes will really have to peel off of us like heavy layers of resistance. And this can be very, very painful. And I'm talking from experience, my friends. For each one of us, it can come in different forms. Psychological suffering, physical suffering, emotional suffering, you know, many ways. I'm not going to start, you know, describing the various ways. You can let your imagination uh, fly here. But suffering eventually forces you to surrender, to stop resisting, to realize that you're just a simple little speck of light within an enormous ocean of light or a little speck of dust. 
But again, in the most sweet way, not speck of dust in the sense that you're meaningless, right? That's, that's, this, that's nonsense. This, a misunderstanding of what that means. You're just a little child. You're a little child of existence. You let it inform you. You're not a decider. And so your whole alignment, your whole kind of positioning towards existence changes because of suffering. Isn't that incredible? Like, just listen together with me. Let's, let's feel into that blessing of suffering, into the grace. It's not an easy teacher, right? I already said that. It's not an easy teacher, but it's a great teacher. Suffering purifies us. It makes us far more soft, more vulnerable, receptive. It rounds and, and polishes all those rough edges of our being and, our, and, and personality. And, and it teaches us to be soft and, and adaptable like water. All the places when we're overly judging or critical or, or bashing ourselves, right? We, we, we learn to let go of all those like rough edges. We become round. The places where we're arrogant. So it always kind of like melts away the edges and makes us so liquid, so adaptable and, and, and malleable so, so that life can move us in the way that it wants. Remember, we're not the doers in this journey. And in many ways, that is the freedom. That is our liberation. We are not the doers. To be a doer, to think you're going to do life, you're going to make it, that's an enormous stress. You're trying like to, you're, you're taking the role of God in your hands. And it's just too much for a little child of existence. So suffering just, you know, puts you in your place in the most loving way. Suffering humbles us. It is, you know, it is, it is easy on the spiritual path. You experience so many, you know, unusual experiences, strong energies, you know, unusual insights, openings and activations. It is really easy to actually develop this fat spiritual ego, and in so many ways, you know, the spiritual ego is one of the more, like one of the uglier type of types of ego that you can see because, you know, it's more conscious in some way, and at the same time, it's so self-centered, like so full of itself. Whereas, you know, when you just see like a simplistic ego that doesn't pretend to be spiritual, in some way, there's something more like acceptable about that. So. Yeah, you, you get what I'm trying to say here? I think you do. So suffering makes sure to remind us that the journey is about love. It's about love. It's always about love. And it often does so by crushing our fake dreams, aspirations, and ambitions. So remember, very often, if you... We're chosen by life to walk the spiritual path, the path of truth, of truth, and your dreams are crushed and your ambitions are jammed and blocked. You're not given what you want. Consider yourself lucky because life 
has something completely different in plan for you. It wants you to be molded into wholeness, into liberation, into love. That is much more precious than all your dreams, my friends. So suffering does that for you. It crushes what is fake. And it does that out of love. Now, it's very important. I'm going to use a term that I heard from, uh, from Thich Nhat Hanh, a lovely, lovely um, Zen Buddhist teacher who passed away a while ago, not so long ago. Really a great teacher, a great, great teacher. I really, really honor uh, him and his presence and what he brought to this world. Great inspiration. He used to, 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 to say, or to use the term, to suffer well, to learn to suffer well, or to know how to suffer well. So I want to use it. I want to use that term. I want to use that expression. It's beautiful. Now, if you... Um, If you're, if you're suffering well, consider yourself really lucky. Now, suffering comes as a teacher to tell you, my daughter, my son, surrender, please. It's time for you to surrender. You're not the controller or the doer. Let go. So if we work well with suffering... It liberates us. If we resist suffering, we grow into egotistical beings. We become fake. We become increasingly more resistant. It's like banging your head against a wall and not understanding why things are not working your way. Well, because they are not meant to work your way. They're meant to work in life's way. So suffering well means that you accept and embrace suffering as a teacher. You realize that suffering is a messenger of truth. It has come here to help you grow and mature. And when you do that, you say, thank you, suffering, for bringing this lesson into my life. I want to learn. And if you've taken something that I wanted then apparently I didn't really, really need it. There's something bigger than my individual will in play here that is better. I am simply a child of existence. I am a ray of existence. I am here to express what existence wants. So if you suffer well in that sense, then you are a lucky person and consider yourself lucky. It doesn't mean that it's going to be easy. I'm never going to say that. I'm never going to, you know, downplay anyone's suffering. I mean, boy, do I know suffering so much, so closely, really. And I know everyone, sometimes, you know, they give you advices, just do this, do that, to minimize your suffering. And sometimes, you know, you're just broken to pieces. Let yourself be broken to pieces, my friend. I didn't say that accepting suffering will spare you being broken to pieces, to the, you know, being floored completely. That will have to happen sometimes. There's no shortcut in life. In the real path of wisdom, the real dharmic path, there are no shortcuts. So when you're told, when you're offered shortcuts, I would say turn your back and run the opposite direction as fast as you can. 
because this is rubbish. This is not true. This is not true path. Shortcuts are for people who want quick fixes, not for people who want truth, not for people who want love, not for people who want anything of real value. So remember that. Remember what that suffering well is very, very important. But don't go searching for suffering. That's not at all what I'm saying. When it comes, it comes. You don't go chasing after the teacher. The teacher comes when it's time. When suffering arises, and you don't have to worry about it, right? Suffering comes to all of us. Um, it's generous enough. <laughs> so don't go searching for suffering. Instead, just recognize that suffering happens to you. And to everyone, regularly, it's part of and parcel of life. It is an ever-present teacher. If you want liberation, awakening, love, don't try to override it with ideas of an idealistic reality. See its constant presence with us and work with its lessons. And again, I'm always talking about being real with yourself, right? So you don't have to believe what I'm saying, you know. You might be still in denial, okay, that there's always suffering. Many, many times we try to be in denial, like, no, there's, let's choose the path of joy, or let's, I understand where things come from, where the, the, the wish to kind of like, let's just be happy, or smile, or we can make things light. These are nice ideals and aspirations, by all means, you know, try to make reality beautiful and sweet and kind, by all means. But also remember to look at the facts of life. And if you're looking at the facts, you're going to see that suffering is part and parcel of life. It's simply what it is. So just learn to see its constant presence with you and work with its lessons. Honor it as a teacher. Because suffering makes you truly human. Out of pain... We alienate ourselves from this world, from this life. Sometimes to the extent that we lose touch with our human heart. And that can make us cruel and detached and, and insensitive to, to the human experience. And this also happens with spiritual teachers that have deep realizations and all that but they deny a certain aspect, a very, very important aspect of their life, the human heart, the suffering part. Suffering makes us heart-centered humans. It shows us that, ex you know, it, is, it shows us exactly where we stand. And, and, um, and it shows us that exactly where we stand, there is freedom and love. So I hope that you can now see that suffering has a tremendous role in your spiritual growth and realization of love and freedom and humbleness and compassion and wisdom and all that is truly valuable. It is not an easy teacher, but it is indeed one of the best there is. So remember to see, embrace it, work with it, and as always, 
I really hope that this episode, you know, was another step in, in, in strengthening and, and grounding your spiritual wisdom. So just remember that you can also make use of my free community services mentioned in the beginning of the episode. All you need to do is to contact me directly for more information and I'll be happy to uh, support you on your path. Okay, my friends, I wish you well wherever you are and I will see you in the next episodes. Thank you, dear friend, for listening along. I hope that this episode inspired you and helped cultivate the seed of true wisdom within you. Such cultivation is the most precious investment you'll ever make in your life. So keep listening and keep growing. If you feel touched and empowered by this podcast, kindly consider sharing it with other friends, family members, and people so they too can benefit from such precious knowledge. Thank you again for being here with me and may you always keep growing.